Hi, this is Ken Doherty, and you're listening to Red Devil Talk, the podcast with Jimmy Williams. Red Devil Talk is the latest Manchester United fan site with authentic write-ups on all things United, as well as interviews with former players. In addition, Red Devil Talk examines the growing concept of sports psychology in the modern game. Before we talk about sports psychology and your boxing career, I'd like to talk about United, if that's all right. Yeah, listen, I don't know too much about them these days, but I'll I'll try my best. No problem. So what are your earliest memories of supporting United? Back at school, really. All my mates supported them and my dad supported them, so I was just jumped on the bandwagon and I was winning at the time. Like I say, back in the day, Andy Cole and things like that, Dwight York, um, them, them kind of days are my earliest memories. I think uh, Beckham, Ryan Giggs, you know, Paul Scholes, them, them kind of players, that era, that, that's, that's the, the great era I remember and the great era that sort of like brought me into Man U and they, they was my favourite players. If I had to choose one, I think I'd probably go Ryan Giggs, you know. And did you play any football as a young lad yourself? Uh, a little bit, I don't know, a little bit, you know, as you do, but I, uh, I used to get sent off quite a lot, you know, for being a little bit too aggressive, so I decided I needed to go down the boxing gym. <laughs> in terms of boxing, you began your career in your local club in Boston, but how did your initial interest in the sport come about? Um, I think, again, through my dad, my family done it, my dad done a little bit, and just as a young boy, you know, I used to watch the fights with my dad, and he used to mess about boxing, like punching my dad's hands and things like that. And yeah, it's just, it's just a natural progression, and uh, as soon as I was old enough to go down the gym, you know, my dad took me, and you know, you get that bug, don't you? And I think you, you sort of get that the first high you get through boxing. I've been chasing it ever since. So it was a case of you were addicted from the start, really? Basically, that's it. That's it. And, you know, you, and still to this day, you still chase that, that, that uh, natural high you get from it. And obviously, you won a gold medal at the Commonwealth Games in 2010. But as a modern athlete, do you ever get a chance to reflect on your success? Or is it always a case of you're moving on to the next target? more so now um, since since my dad passed away and, and since things have started happening for me now so I do reflect on, on the good times the, the things I have achieved because you do forget you do forget to enjoy it whilst you're doing it and you don't realise I, I think back I think wow I've, I've done some amazing things achieved some great things and I've been all around the world and I've been so lucky and I do reflect on it now more so than I ever did yeah, I've spoke to a lot of sports people and they say as soon as it's over, that, that's basically it. They don't, they don't get to enjoy it. That's right. You do, you do, you do forget to enjoy it whilst you're doing it. And, uh, but I think my advice to young, young up-and-coming athletes is enjoy every minute of it whilst you're doing it because you know it's before you know it, you close your eyes and one day you wake up and it's all over. What about turning pro in 2010? What was it about Frank Warren that influenced your choice in signing with him? Frank Warren was a name, and you know, I was, Naz, Naz obviously had a good relationship with him, and uh, just, just sort of, just no, no, no real reasonings um, from my own personal views, um, but just, just, just the way it went. We just had a meeting, and it all sounded good. But obviously, it, it didn't work out anyway. Um, but that's like I say, well behind me now, as well in the past, and you know, where, where we are now. So. I read a statistic the other day that you won 95 fights as an amateur, which is a pretty comprehensive record. How much confidence did that give you a turn pro in terms of having a sense that you could make that step up? Yeah, I mean, 
obviously, not so much the actual amount of fights I've won, but like, especially in the later years of my amateur career, it's, um, the fact of what I did internationally and the kind of opposition I was I was fighting against and beating, you know, that sort of gave me the confidence to know that I can. You know, I was I was I was competing against and beating the best the best amateurs in the world. So, you know, I knew I knew obviously turning pro, I had the ability and the talent to sort of go all the way. How much of preparing for a fight is mental? Um, I think a lot of it. You know, um, obviously you have to be so physically fit and strong and everything else, but mentally, you know, you, you challenge and face these people like that. Um, and sometimes you can mentally beat yourself before you get in there and you think, oh my God, you know. But I think for me, the mental side of things, I think I'm so mentally strong now with what I've had to deal with in my own life, my own personal life. Um, facing a man like Betterbev, um, I know I know what kind of beast he is, but facing a human being doesn't faze me at all because, you know, I've faced, I've faced so much harder things in my life and... I've been I've been to so much more scarier places than a boxing ring, and and for me that has helped me to come out through what I've been through, come out the other side. That's made me such a tough man mentally, and you know nothing phases me anymore in life, in sport, or anything. So, you know I think I think that's where I sort of get my mental toughness from these days. Is what I've had to sort of go through and come through. And obviously, Baturbiev is undefeated. You're undefeated with seventeen and all. Something has to give naturally, but is there a sense of you kind of have to trust your own ability? You've been there, you've done the hard work. Do you just have to trust yourself yeah, now? Yeah, I mean, I do trust my own ability. I do believe in myself, and I know I know what I can do and what I'm capable of. So, you know, that gives me again going into the fight, knowing I know I've got a chance of winning this fight. Um, some people might not think I've got a chance, but I know I've got a chance. Um, the people, the people who know me and know what I can do and what I am capable of, they also know I've got a chance. So that, that gives me the confidence I need. Um, but again, at the same time, I do I do know what a tough ask it is, and I know, I know I'm up against it. And I know it's going to be uh, the hardest fight of my life, but you know, I'm mentally prepared for that. I'm physically preparing for that. So, you know, again, I, I'm sort of, you know, it is what it is. It'll be what it'll be. You know, let's, let's go. In terms of sports psychology, Having spoken to a lot of athletes, they mention the use of mental techniques such as visualisation. Do you ever utilise such techniques when you're preparing for a fight? Yeah, I have. I, I do visualise, but I think I've done that naturally for a long time. I mean, back before the Commonwealth Games, every single training session, every single run I used to go on, I used to visualise standing on the podium receiving my gold medal. Um, and that was before I knew about all this visualisation sort of technique and, and, and this mental kind of preparation I just sort of naturally did that you know I used to sort of um, say I'd be on my run and I'd just be imagining the national anthem playing and, and putting my head down receiving my gold medal and um, I think that's something that sort of come to me naturally uh, but yeah I do I do tend to visualise things and, and sort of try and mentally prepare myself for the occasion that way and the way I sort of visualise the way I want it to go Does that then in turn kind of create a sense if you can handle anything that comes your way yeah yeah definitely you know uh, but again like I said before with the terms of the mental thing I, I, I feel as though I can I feel like I'm mentally unbreakable these days um, because I have been I have been mentally broken you know I've been there I've been broken mentally and, I, and I've sort of come through it and I've fixed myself so 
I do feel as though I'm unbreakable mentally. Losing my dad, um, you know, my dad trained me. My dad was the first man to train me. Uh, my dad trained me all through my career. He trained me to be an amateur, an amateur Commonwealth Games gold medalist. You know, he's, he still had a big part in my professional career when I was training at home. Obviously, Joe, Joe's my coach and Joe's my professional trainer, but my dad still always had the involvement with me. Um, so, like I said, I did, I did, I did, when I lost my dad, I didn't just lose my dad, I lost my best mate, you know, I lost my coach, you know, I lost I lost the, the man that looked after me, the man that made me feel safe, I lost everything, and, you know, it did, it broke me, it, it, it really did break me, and so, when, like I say, when you've been through things like that, and, you, and you've come out of it, and you, you sort of come out the other side, you know, what, you know, how can anything break me now, nothing can. I suppose when you put it into perspective, then kind of makes you realise what's important. Yeah, yeah, it does. You know, the, 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 you know, every, everything. Boxing, don't get me wrong. Nothing's as important as family. Uh, boxing, boxing is very important to me. It was, but I say it was very important to me and my dad. It was me and my dad's journey, and you know, my dad was as passionate about it as I was. And you know, it's it's one of them. You know, I'm, I'm on I'm on this path now. You know, and I'm on my own. I'm, on the, I'm not on my own. Obviously, I've got my gym mates and I've got my coach and I've got my family now. But you know, me and my dad started the journey together, and we're not going to be able to finish it together. But you know, it's, it's my duty to finish it the best I can. You know, in his memory. Obviously, losing anyone's dad is a, a tough time in her life. But how much of a release was boxing to deal with that pain? Um, what well, it, it, it didn't help. It didn't help it because. You know, it was like to go to the gym to sort of clear my mind or get away from the, the fact I've lost my dad. It, it didn't help because my dad was always at the gym with me. My dad spent every day at the gym with me. So it wasn't an escape. You know, there was no escape. Um, but it's one of them things. You just have to process it and, and deal with it in your own way the best you can. And, and, that, and, that, and that's what I've done and that's what I'm doing. Is there a sense of beating Baturbiev in October to finish out what he started all those years ago? Yeah, 100%. That, that just, like I said, I've said before in a previous interview, you know, it'd be a perfect end to a bad story. Um, and that, and that, that drives me, you know. I, there's nothing nothing more I'd want to be able to go and lay the, the world title down on my dad's resting place and, you know, just look up to the sky and say, you know, we did it. You know, we did it. And, because it is the fact that we did it, you know, because without him, I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing now without him. Um, he guided me. He guided, I still believe he's guided me now because of what he taught me and what he, you know, what he made me the man I am. He gave me the experience and, and the knowledge to be able to sort of live without him, without, without me even realising it. And, and, and like I said, I owe, it, I owe it all to him, really. You touched on Joe a minute ago, but how much of an influence has Joe Gallagher had in your career? Massive, massive amounts. You know, my dad had sort of um, encouraged me and guided me towards Joe. And, and like I say, Joe's learned me so much. And, it, and as of, like I say, since my dad passed in and everything else, he's been there for me. And there's been times when, like I say, I've just disappeared from the gym and I've, I've gone on these like little wobblers. And there's a lot of people that probably wouldn't have stood by me, and, and Joe did. And, um, you know, yeah, I, I owe a lot to Joey. He's been there for me and he's stuck by me and he's, he's back in my corner and he's always shouting my praises um, through it all. And, you know, obviously I owe a lot of fans to Joe. And, he, and like I say, I, I, 
paid it back we've been in the British Heart I'd love to be able to win this world title you know for Joe as well just to for, for, for me and Joe to be able to say yeah here we here you go look we told you we told you we were going to do this and that, that, that's, I'd love to be able to do that Psychologically then what impact does a coach have on a modern fighter's success? Um, I think he has a massive amount on it you know it's obviously if, if your, coach, your coach believes in you, which I think Joe believes in me, you know that that gives you gives you that little bit of extra lift and inspiration. And I think massively, I think if your coach, if your coach doesn't believe in you, or your coach isn't like sort of giving off the right signals and saying the right things, that's not going to help you in your preparation in terms of your mental your mental state. So I think I think your coach has a massive part to play in the mental side of it. What do you think are some of the main psychological challenges facing modern sports people? I think social media. Social media is a big, big one. That can, if, if you're not mentally strong, and some of the some of the crap you see people write to you and about you on social media, you know, you think, wow, why, why would you say them things? You don't know me. You've never met me, um, and you think you would never say them things to me personally because if you did, I'd strangle you. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think social social media can be um, a big play a big part if you if you're not mentally strong. Again, living living the right life. I mean, I think a lot of it, a lot of the side mental thing. If you cover every aspect yourself, you do everything right. You know, you live clean, you live the right life. You, you don't miss any training session. And if you put the work in, that helps you massively mentally because you know you've done everything you can. They're, they're them two things for me probably. Like say, if, if I know I've done everything I can. You know, I'm going to walk into that ring and I've not cheated myself, you know, you know, you, there's no regrets there. What do you make of the saying that the the will must be stronger than the skill in order to be successful in sport? I don't mean the conversation you've done with someone, actually, you can be as talented as you want, but if, you, if you're not obsessed and you don't put the work in, and so I, was, I was speaking, as, as a young teenager, I was obsessed, I, you know, I used to stay longer than, than the lads in, in my little town, you know, I used to stay in the gym longer in the mirror, just practicing certain shots, and I'd be at home, and I'd, I'd be back at home that night or the next morning, and I'd be practicing the same shot, and you know, I think I think to be a successful top-level athlete, and whatever it might be, you have to be obsessed, um, you have to have the talent, obviously, but... You know, if, if you're not obsessed, you won't you won't get to the top. And, and I think as as a, as a young team and as an older team, and even up to today, really, I'm, I'm obsessed with being fitter, stronger, better than than I was yesterday. So, and I think I think that's what top level athletes have. What the, what do some mediocre ones haven't? It's that obsession. In terms of injuries, then what can what can they do to a sports person? Oh, they can ruin a career, can't they? Um, you know, again, sometimes you can have. You know, I've had a few injuries that took me took me out of the game, and again, it's mental strength that sort of thing kept me persevering and kept me there. Uh, but some some people it's taken out of their hands. Some people do have career-ending injuries that they can't do anything about. So, you know, I can't really comment on how you deal with that mentally because I've not I've not been in that position myself, so I can't comment on that. But. If you, if you know little injuries that sort of keep you out for a few months here and a few months there, again it's down to that mental that mental strength and, 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 and sort of doing the, the right rehabilitation and, and, keep, and keeping that focus, keeping that end goal. The end goal is always the same. If the end goal is always the same, and you focus on the end goal. You know, you I think you'll get there sooner or later. In terms of sports psychology, what's your own 
personal view of it? Do you think it's a good thing? Do you think it's overused? I think I'll say um, I think it's everybody's different. I think it's uh, a personal. It has to be a personal thing to the to the individual. Um, you know, every human being on the planet is is different. The world will walk wide differently. You know, we all think differently. So I think I think sports psychology is a good thing for, for the right person, and maybe a bad thing for the right for the wrong person. Or you know, I think I think that is down to the individual themselves. I suppose it's a very subjective thing. Like you said, everyone is different. What works for me yeah. might not work for you. I, for, for me personally, I wouldn't say I actually do any kind of sports psychology, but I do I do tend to sort of listen to things and read things about psychology just in life, just in life in general. So but I think I think that helps me in, in sport. You know, what, what helps me in everyday life, I think helps me in sport. You know, so um, I, I like to sort of listen and watch sort of motivational videos and, and sort of motiv- motivational techniques for, for certain things and, you know, n- not too much, not too much, but just enough, uh, just enough for me personally. But again, everybody's different. Obviously, in modern society, there's greater emphasis on promoting mental health. Do you see this trend of sports psychology continuing to grow in sport? Yeah, I think so, because I think, I think we're getting cleverer as we're getting cleverer as, as, as time goes on and you know I think mental health is a big issue um, in, in men and women but I think more so in men because obviously the, the statistics show that um, but I think like I say years ago it was uh, it, we didn't understand when when people was going through these bad times or or these mental battles I think years ago we didn't understand what it was and, and why people was going through it so it was like oh sort of man up and and stop being a wussy, if you like. But I think now we're more understanding about it and more people are sort of coming out and talking about their problems. And I think eventually, hopefully, I think we might get to a stage where everybody talks about it, hopefully. Um, but it, it is a big issue and it, it should be talked about more. Um, and like I say, the people should talk about it themselves if they're going through bad times. But again, it's hard. It's hard for the people to to speak out because again it's you know I think it's not even the embarrassing side of it I think it's the fact that when you are going through them times you genuinely think no one cares about you anyway so you tend not to talk but I think it's for the for the family and the friends to notice something different in them and, and to sort of talk to them and keep asking them and keep sort of being being there for them without them asking for it if you know what I mean I don't know if you saw it recently but Danny Rose came out and said he had depression. Did you read that? No, I didn't. No. The England left back. No, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't really. But you know, it's, it's, it's surprising how many people do suffer day to day who are in the limelight, who are famous people, or financially got loads of money, or and you you would think their life's amazing, but sometimes it's not about things. Sometimes little things could have triggered it off that happened years ago, or. You know, something that's just not going right in their own life. Um, and it can be down to, it can be something so little, but has such a massive effect on that person. And, and, and like you say, it's it's good that people talk. And it, it, like I say, I think it's a big, big thing for, I think families should always look out for the people close to them to make sure that, you know, just look for little changes, maybe changes in the personality, changes in the hygiene, changes in whatever just be, be on the lookout because 
again, if you are going through them things, you, you tend not to talk because you, you just, I don't know, you don't have the energy to talk. I mean, me, when I was going through that, through the stage where I was struggling, I didn't talk to people, I didn't ask for help, I just sort of, at the time, I thought no one cared about me. I was laid in my bed and I thought, oh, no one cares about me and no one's bothered about me and I'm here and I'm on my own. And, but that wasn't the case, that wasn't the case. Everyone cared about me and I, you know, I had so many people around me. Um, but it's just unfortunate you have. I guess it just goes to show, it doesn't matter who you are or how successful you are or what's in your bank account. It can, yeah, mental health doesn't, um, it doesn't pick, a, pick out certain people, it can pick on anybody. Super. We'll leave it there then. Thanks for that, Callum. Yep. Nice one. Appreciate it. Thank you. All the best in October. Take it easy, mate. Thank you very much. Bye, mate. Bye, bye. Diggs. It's past Vieira. Past Dixon. Who uh, comes back at him. It's a wonderful run from Diggs! Sensational goal from Ryan Diggs! Gary Pallister calling for it. James can only fist it. It comes for Cantona! I don't believe it! Well left by York.